0: Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Good morning. It's January the 6th, 2021. This is the Removing Confusion podcast, and I am Tom Richardson. I am your host. It's a new year. It's a new day. This is a day that could go into the history books. As the... Electoral college meets under the tutelage of Vice President Mike Pence. I ain't going to talk about it. I said, Ain't. I've been trying to veer into a, a couple of different pathways as I do this show. And I, as I mentioned the other day on the first, I want to try to stick with a good, solid Bible teaching things that are interesting, I believe, things that we should know and we can know. Uh, There's some castigation that comes your way when you talk about teaching people the Bible from those who are unlearned and some that just, all they think they need to know is salvation. I have salvation. That's it. I'm done. I'm moving on. I think if you have salvation, you really want to have a closer walk with God. And the way we get to know God is we get to know his word. Now, I understand some people can't read. But there's plenty of people who can. And those people can read to you. And those people can take upon them the mantle of responsibility in teaching and do so. I'll leave it at that. Some preachers will disagree with me. That's their problem. The uh, Congress came together the other day, I guess, under the. Uh, oh, boy. Good old Nancy. Isn't she something? But they came together, they had their uh, freshman congressmen sworn in, and they swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And then they had their prayer where uh, a, a part time scare quotes pastor said a prayer of some kind of ridiculousness ending with uh, and we offer this prayer in the name of God and higher power and Brahma and right there you've lost your power of the prayer read James chapter 5 verse 16 and Visit my blog site on praying with power. That's under landofconfusion at WordPress dot com or Tom Richardson blog. Anyway, then he ended it by saying Amen and A woman. I'm not even going to go any further than that. I don't need to explain to my audience, who's probably not that large yet, uh, and they don't need to understand what the word amen means. I think most of us who have been around Christianity in the church, I don't care what kind of church, if you've prayed, you know that amen is not a uh, masculine pronoun uh anything that amen it means you know in the different uh languages greek and latin and whatever it just means i affirm or i believe that you god have heard my prayer and your will shall be done period but then they come along and they say, well, you know, we're not going to refer to anybody as men, as women, as sons, as daughters, as mothers, as fathers. We're going to be asexual as possible. There's no need for all this talk of what uh, gender you are. So that sparks me and says, you know, a good place to start the new year is the very basics of God and his dealing with how man came to be. If you have a Bible, if you want to read along with me, I encourage you to. Or, you know, we will put the Bible verses in the show notes that you'll get later. Genesis 1. Very easy to find that one. Get past all the introductory pages of your, your Holy Bible, whatever version you use. I like the King James. I've said that before. Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, and the female created he them. It sounds to me like there was a man created, and from his rib we find out later, a woman created. Was created by God. Let's go over a few pages. I don't know how many pages in your Bible, but let's go to Genesis chapter five. You hear my Bible turning. You know I'm reading from a a book, not googling it up on the on thing there. Genesis five, verse two. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day which or when they were created. That goes into the whole genealogy, which is an exciting, actually, if you know the basis of that whole program in Genesis 5. Uh, It's it's really kind of cool. Matthew 19. Now we're going to the New Testament. The New Testament. Matthew, that's the first gospel of the New Testament. Chapter 19. So we're gonna dig down deep into Matthew. Again, you hear my hear my pages flipping? Okay. Matthew chapter 19. Let's go to verse number 4. And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? That's Jesus speaking. The people who want to say, well, Jesus never spoke out against homosexuality. Or Jesus never spoke out against, you know, gender issues of any kind. Right there, right there in red and white on my page page there, Jesus speaks out very plainly and says, He created them man and he created them women. Mark, that's the next gospel we'll go to. Very quickly, very, very fastidiously, young people. Mark 10. Mark 10. Now, I apologize to anyone who finds this redundant. I apologize to anyone who seems to think that, well, I, I can shut this thing off now because I've heard it all. I hope, I hope you stay with me. I hope you do. I pray you will. Uh, we're 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 using the Word of God to explain the world's mess. Mark ten, Mark ten six. Oh, oops! This is red as well. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Let's read a little bit more in verse seven. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh, so then they are no more twain but one flesh. That's awfully cool when you think about how God created man and created women You know, separately. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You know, the fact that we have to look at these kind of things because the world has flipped its lid is is kind of appalling to me actually. And why is this? You know why? you don't know, you want to know why if you're from if you're a a churchgoer, if you are someone who' sat in those pews for maybe decades, and these simple things. Are passing by your head. You know, because we don't talk about them very much. Uh, I've known several preachers in, in my recent past who all they claim to do is evangelical preaching. That means I'm reaching for the lost. Well, you know, most of them that I know of haven't got more than 60, 70 people in their congregation, all of whom they can almost name by name, and have known for years. And they and they say, "Well, I, I, who are you reaching out to evangel evangelistically? You, you know them. Are they saved? You can ask them. Are you saved? Now, is it a shame or is it a sin?" for somebody to teach them these deeper things of God or do they want to stay in their ignorance and not know anything I just want to know that I'm saved and and you know and that's good you should know and you should be able to lead other people to the Lord with that simple knowledge but you know there's a there's a whole crop of people coming up who are hungry for so much more, and they don't get it, so what do they do? They turn their back on the so-called church walk-away, and go right back to the world. The church doesn't offer them anything. Or they, or they take up church on the internet. I mean, that's all fine and good. But it's not. I mean, at least they're getting something. But you're not getting fellowship. You're not involved in true corporate prayer. You're not involved in true corporate worship through the songs and the prayers and the message. It's the breakdown of the local church, and the local church usually is its own worst enemy in this because we sit there and we look at what goes on in our elected officials who should have some sort of Christian value, have none. And we elect them. And we put them in the place where they are, and they stand up there and say, we're going to disassociate any thought or thinking or talking about gender issues. And the and, you know, Facebook, Facebook. If you're on Facebook, get off. I am very soon. Maybe for my birthday, that's the gift I'll give myself. If you're on there with me, I'm sorry. But it's time to cut the cord. I may lose a little traffic to my podcast because I do post my podcast on the Facebook page. But friends, I'm telling you. They're they're not who what they seem. They're actually a, a, a conglomerate monster that's eating up your freedom. That sounds all dramatic, but look at the truth. They are slanting everything they can towards a socialist uh ideal. If you try to say anything negative about Joe Biden. You're gonna get, you're gonna get slapped. One fella, I think it was on Twitter though. Mark Levin posted the second article, Article Two of the Constitution, which deals with the legislators of the state pick the le- the uh, electoral college or whatever. And I, I, I'm just ad libbing here, but he, all he did was post that article, that little section of the article. And Twitter came along and told him, nope, can't do that. Don't do it again or we'll cut you off. He's got a million followers. You'd think Twitter would be awfully happy to have a guy with a million followers so that they can slam their advertising down their throats day in and day out as they tweet. I don't tweet. I quit Twitter a long time ago. I moved to Parler. I like it a lot more. I do want Parler to try one thing. Do it. Do one of those uh, night background things like like Facebook did. It makes it easier for some of us that are getting old and going blind to see. You know, the glare of the white and the the letters have to be a lot darker. But I, I can. I'll still use it. Parlor. Me. We. DuckDuckGo, Newsmax, AON, or is it O-A-N? O-A-N, sorry, A-O-N, O-A-N. This is the new reality of people out there. You need to unhook from Google, which has a big plug into to Facebook and Twitter. I know people that work for Google. I'm not proud of them. I'll tell you right now, though, you need to unhook. I use, I use DuckDuckGo on everything. And it's better than Google. It doesn't veer me towards what I don't want. I, I don't like Yahoo either for a search engine. All that gets junk. If I, if I want to find something, I go to DuckDuck Duck and it gets me where I want to go. I may have to work a little harder sometimes, but not usually. The news is there and rumble. Rumble to get away from youtube rumble as a as a as a platform. I don't get paid by these people, although they're welcome to put a, a little contribution in anytime they want. If they'll contact me, <laughs> I'm kidding, but if they did, it'd be great. you know the, the those are the the websites that I use the most. I still watch YouTube because there's there's a lot of stuff there that Rumble hasn't picked up yet. And there's good stuff there yet. They haven't cut it all out. There's good Bible teaching there. There's good uh, you know, news that we can still gather and 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 ferret through and find what you need. But they're going to go down the tubes. They already started. They're they're censoring a lot of people. They're cutting a lot of people's throats on on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those go to Wee. It's a new thing. You gotta encourage your friends to come with you if you're one of those popular kids, and you can get them there. Get them there. But just beware; it's a free it's a free speech space. So we do say what's on our minds, and we don't have any crying rooms or play doh to get to. Why am I bringing all that junk up? I've gone so far askew. I wanted to say just because we, we need, you know, a lot of people have this idea that we don't need to know the facets of what's in the Bible. Now, I know people who they, they, they tell me, I just read it and I don't try to get anything out of it. I let God handle it. And that's great. You're letting the Holy Spirit bring you to a a reality of what God's got in his word. I'm a studier. That doesn't mean I'm trying to fill my head full of garbage. It means I get excited when I find something new, when I feel like I've been touched by God through a new, to me, revelation and you know he's not giving me anything new, but his word, his Bible, does. You know when I read some of these things, and I mean they are convicting too. You get, I've been reading uh, real, real closely here for about a uh, three weeks. I started reading the Proverbs, and I end up reading them over because <laughs> there's some of them that are they hit home. I mean when I say home, I mean right in their chest, home. They, they kind of scrape off that mold. You know, the old days they used to get, people used to you know, have the smokehouse and they'd have the pork out there, and it would actually grow mold. They'd just scrape off the mold or cut away the mold and cut off a chunk of pork and go in the house and cook it. That's what the Word of God does to your stony little moldy heart. Scrapes that off down to the clean stuff. Convicts you gets you to turn away from the things that you shouldn't be doing and you know you shouldn't and you're still doing it, Tom. I'm talking to Tom, me. Because we all need conviction of the Holy Spirit. Don't let anybody ever tell you that conviction's bad, that it comes from the dark side. It's coming from God. If you're reading the Bible and you get convicted, it's God convicting you, period. Period. As my friend Barry Thompson, God rest his soul, a Sunday school teacher we had to, we, we lost here several weeks ago. He always had a thing. He'd, just, he'd always end his so A lot of his stuff, sentences, he'd just say, period. <laughs> yeah, God bless him. We, we miss him, too. Let's read something. Why do we bring these things up? Why? And this is going to be a theme, I think, going forward. For me, a theme going forward. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to dwell or delve into things that are so dark and demonic. Now, although we have to, as Christians, to understand how the enemy works. People who don't understand how their enemy fights end up losing to him. Any nation who goes against an enemy and doesn't understand where their strongholds are ends up losing with going home after maybe a decade of fighting with their tail between their legs so we as christians should know what the devil's up to and how do we what, well what do you base that on tom second corinthians second Corinthians. For those that are slower today, that comes after First Corinthians. I'm I'm only look, I'm only kidding, okay? Don't take everything I say to heart. But it's true, it does come after 1 Corinthians. Second Corinthians, we're gonna go right in the beginning of 2 Corinthians chapter two, verse number eleven. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices now I took that verse and just lifted it out if if you want to know more about what Paul's talking about he's talking about an offender of God somebody who has offended God through sin and how he can come to forgiveness and God will forgive you of anything the the only thing it says you uh, Jesus said is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I don't really believe in this day and age that we can truly do that. I I don't know how, you know, attributing the works of God to the devil is how you, uh, blaspheme the Holy Ghost. And that's what the Pharisees did with Jesus. When they said he is of his father, the devil of Beelzebub, he does his works by him. and, Jesus was the one doing the things, and Jesus was God in the flesh, and Jesus said, oh, wait a minute, guess what? You have condemned yourselves. Jesus isn't physically here. A lot of things are done in God's name, which are truly not done of God, I believe. I don't need to make any radical statements of what I'm talking about or who I, I'm not really talking about anybody in particular. There's a lot of false teachers, preachers, and and prophets out there. You let them speak for themselves. A guy puts a YouTube video out, say, let's use YouTube videos for an example, or or a podcast or whatever, and gives you a prophecy and says, this will happen, thus saith the Lord, and it doesn't. Guess what? If we go to the Old Testament and read, we'll find that that person is a false prophet. God says actually to stone them, take them outside to camp and stone them. Well, we don't need to do that. We don't stone people anymore. We stone people today by taking their money from them, which we would be sending to them in the bucket loads. If a guy makes a prediction and it doesn't happen, he can't use the old adage of, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm all right. If I'm right 55% of the time, it's better than... That's not how it works. If you want to call yourself a prophet of God, you better be right 100% of the time or don't prophesy. Don't prophesy. If I prophesy, it's from the book that lays in front of me. I can tell you now that there's prophecies in this book that have not yet been fulfilled. But uh, as we look around, I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that those prophecies are coming at us full force at warp speed. I, I, I told you I wouldn't talk much about... I said, I well, do no, well, see there. Maybe I'm a false prophet. I'm kidding. I said I wasn't really talking about politics. I did add some into this thing because they kind of mix together sometimes God created men, and he he created man and he created woman out of man's rib he didn't create a hundred other genders that Facebook says there are he didn't create all those things that the Congress and some senators want to adhere themselves to and say oh hey look we can't you know we We've got to let these used to be boys that think they're girls and had some kind of mutilation surgery done uh they need to be able to to play girls' sports now they'll dominate it they still have testosterone they still have male muscles now some girls are tough let me tell you some of them i would I wouldn't mess with but that's not the that's not the That's nothing that God came up with. He wanted two genders, male and female. That's it. Nothing in between. The Bible even talks about homosexuals, effeminates, and the like, those who, uh, men who lay with men and such, and how we are to deal with those things. They can be redeemed through the blood of Christ. But friends, let me tell you something. If they don't repent of that, turn away from any sin, you're in trouble. Now, as natural-born men, we have a tendency to sin, and we will sin, and we ask God for the forgiveness of those sins, and he's... He's he's just he 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 will he'll justify you he'll 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 sanctify you he'll clean you up. Some sins when you first get saved they just seem like they're gone. Some of the things that you've lived in for all your life maybe are gone. God can wash you that clean that quick. Give him a chance. Quit trying to fight your fight on your own. You can't really do it. We're not, we're not capable. We don't, we don't have that ability, I don't think, in a lot of regard. And yet you'll find some people that will argue to the tooth, nail, and claw on me on that one. Because they believe they have to do it. You know, I'm saved, but i got to clean myself up. Well, there are certain things maybe you do need to work on. And God will help you work on them. But a lot of things, God just cleans you up. He'll pull you out of the muck and the mire. He'll he'll convict you as you go of the things that you know you should not be doing. Then don't do them. Tom, don't do them. I said before on another platform, I don't know if anybody's ever heard that other platform that I used to be on before I came to Anchor. I like Anchor a lot. And I don't get paid by them either, but they do allow me on here. They give me a place to voice my opinions and 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 bring to light the word of God. But I used to say, you know, I'm only trying to be better than the Tom I was yesterday. Uh I I truly believe that's what we should strive for. We get to know the the Lord through his word. There's a lot of contention on that here lately for me, but I'll work my way through that too. Friends, it's been great today. I pray for our nation as we as we go out. Maybe we should close here in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the blessings that you bestow upon us daily that we don't really, we, we take them for granted. We don't give them the, you the praise for them that we should god we we thank you for this nation that we live in and we pray lord you're you're covering over it as as we go through a very dark and and dire time as we watch what could possibly be the crash of an empire just much like the roman empire much like the babylonian and the and the medo-persian as they as they fell because of their sins We will fall for ours as well. A pocket of individuals, Lord, we need. A remnant church. One that's strong and willing and able to stand up against tyranny. And stand up against the wiles of this evil one, the devil. As he grabs control and tries to take us right into the gutter. He's not going to get all of us. He's not going to get all of us There's a lot of us Lord here that want to stand Like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego We want to stand And give us the strength Lord In that day when we need to To stand Some of us are scared And we probably should be a little bit But we also need to Keep our faith in Christ Stand fast Stand up and drive on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm Tom Richardson. This is our Moving Confusion podcast. Thank you for joining me today, and we'll be back real soon.